Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, January 17th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another big show coming up for you folks. Andrew Gross from Newsday will be joining us to talk about the ups and the downs of the start of the New York Islanders season. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me as always is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian... How are you? Well, we have a real live <laughs> hockey to talk about. So finally. I cannot be finally. that bad. The games have finally started. Yes. And <laughs> Nothing, we're not talking about hypotheticals anymore. We're not talking about what right. could be, what might be. Right. We're talking and about real games. Yes, we are. And unfortunately, recent history, <laughs> if we're looking at, you know, within the last 24 hours, not great. Uh, started out great. And then it kind of flipped on its head. We're going to talk about that. There's a lot of stuff to go over. But before we do, folks, I want to remind you all that we are happily sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. And make sure you check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. Also sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company, providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you are tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And we'd also like to thank our brand new sponsor through Go Hockey Media, the Hewlett House of Tires, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett. Offering a free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the Hockey Night New York podcast when you stop in or call for an appointment at 516-593-2200. You can also check them out at HewlettHouseOfTires.com. Christian. Yes. The puck has dropped on the season. Yes, it has. We made it. Yes, we did. And there's a lot going on in Islander country. They split the start of the season against the Rangers with two very different games. Yes, they did. What do you say, CA? Hey, it is. <laughs> we're two games into the season, and certainly, uh, you know, I think we're. I think there are search. What Isles <laughs> yeah, Twitter is in? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's in uh, it's in full season form, regular season form already. I'd say, but it's certainly two, the we? tale of two different two different teams on 100%. Thursday and Saturday. You saw a game on Thursday where the Islanders looked uh, exactly like where they were when they when they ended the season in the playoff bubble in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Saturday night was a completely different story. It was a, a, a complete mess. Uh, I think there's no way uh, about uh, going there's around no saying sugarcoating it. And even even if you want to take it a step further, even Barry Trotz was struggling to try and find positive things to say about that game because it, it was an ugly performance. I don't think anyone's going to deny that it was right. an ugly performance. And I think that this is now an opportunity for where we're going to see early on what the Islanders are made of a little bit. This is kind of a, you know, it's a, Look, there's no easy way of uh, of win- getting points in this in this truncated right. season, considering how chaotic things are and how short the season is, and how quickly we're turning games around from playing on Saturday to playing Boston on on uh, on tomorrow on Monday. So five cer- o'clock, yeah, certainly yeah. things are. It's there's no there's no stopping. You got to just keep going and keep going. It'll be interesting to see how the Islanders respond after such a, a bad loss. Yeah, and before we dive into those games in, for, in more detail, I will say I, I did kind of expect a 1-1 split. I just didn't I just didn't <laughs> expect such a contrast of games. Listen, I think I mean, look, the Rangers got their butts handed to them on on Thursday night. They, uh, you know, David Quinn was not happy responded. with his team. They responded. Right. They took the players out of the lineup that they didn't feel performed well. Tony, Tony D'Angelo, D'Angelo yep. of note. The Islanders now are in, in the same spot the Rangers were a couple days ago. It's going to happen. They were two games into a season where nobody's had a chance to play, tra- uh, have a really long training camp. Nobody's had the chance to play any preseason games. Right. So I think, I, I think there is a sense of all right. It's a bad game. No one's denying it's a bad game. Right. Nor should anyone deny it's a bad game. But we also have to come to understand that it's also one game. This is a fifty-six game season. We're two games into it. I mean, every season we kind of have to remind ourselves of that, right, folks? You know, there's going to be bad games. It's going to happen, whether it's an 82-game season, whether it's a 56-game season. It's one game. 
But you have to remember that Barry Trotz is the coach of this hockey team, and he's going to get them back into gear. Just like every game's not going to go like game one, right. every game is not going to go like last night. <laughs> so rest easy. Everything's going to be okay. But again, we'll dive into that. I do just want to talk about how camp kind of wrapped up as far as what Barry Trotz had to say about the squad, about some of the selections that they made. We can go through it pretty quickly. Just the fact that he was so confident coming out of camp saying, hey, um, I'm, you know, I feel really good about this squad that can play against anybody in the league. And I think more of note, really, is the fact that we have some very interesting names that crack the final roster. We'll see how many games they get into. But Oliver Wallstrom, Kiefer Bellows, Bellows made his debut right. on Thursday. He played again last night. Right. And I think it's a great sign that they're in the lineup. Yeah, I think that it is a great sign. I mean, that's well, it's a great sign that they are they're there. First of all, I know a lot of people didn't even expect them to be there, uh, and there was a conversation I think that we had about whether it was made, made more sense to have them play on the taxi squad right. and, and participate there, or should they be playing in the AHL? So we we have our answer now. Um, at this right. point, it's you know these guys are going to get into the lineup. Barry Trotz said as much, you know, going into the start of the season that they're going to get into the lineup. And this is an opportunity for them. Bellows played well his first game. I think nobody played well the second game of the Islander season, so it's hard to even kind of compare and contrast those two efforts. Right. I think one thing you'll notice where was that was a rough outing was Noah Dobson on the back end. Uh, when you're talking about the young guys, Noah Dobson yeah. looked very good game one. He did. And again, just like the rest of the Islanders lineup, he did not look good right. in game two. So. It's a learning experience, and obviously Ilya Sorokin. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit, a little bit later in a second we'll or talk so. About that, yeah. um, but there's there's a lot of things that people people rightfully didn't like from that performance, and there's a, things that people certainly have to understand about the circumstances for that second game. Um, I think it's a great sign that the Islanders are getting their younger players into the lineup, and they're giving them an opportunity. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how it plays out now that. We had the bad game. You had the bad loss to the New York Rangers. Now you go into Boston. There are changes going to be made. There's no question in my mind from the way that Barry Trotz talked about how players, certain guys were playing on Saturday night that there's going to be a change or two to the roster. And I think there's a lot of concern and curiosity of what's going to happen with now Semyon Varlamov and the impact of his and it's, injury. It's interesting because Trotz said that he was going to make a change or two between games one and two, and he ended up uh, – that ended up being a lie <laughs> in the sense that he didn't make any changes. He, he kept all the same guys on, on, you know, on the roster for the next game. I guess he had a change of heart or maybe he was playing some, you know, mind games with the Rangers and David Quinn. But we thought we might have seen a guy. I thought maybe we'd see like Wallstrom coming for Bellows or right, something like that. Right. But he decided at the end of the day to, to stick with the guys who walloped the Rangers four to nothing <laughs> in game one. So you can't really blame him for that. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't pan out for him. I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that he didn't change the roster up. But obviously, game two did not go the way he wanted. No, no, not by any stretch of the imagination. I think, like I said, I think you're going to see some some sort of change to the Islanders lineup come Monday for that game against the Boston Bruins, who are also going to be looking for a little redemption after the overtime loss they suffered at the hands of the New Jersey Devils, who are off to a pretty good start over there across the river in Newark. So... A lot of interesting storylines right out of the gate. I think, yeah. obviously, the most most intriguing one after Saturday night's loss was the Ilya Sorokin situation. I know it's been the topic of conversation for Islander fans for the last 24 hours or so. Um, a little less since I don't think it's actually been 24 hours. But still, <laughs> it's been the topic of conversation. Yeah. I think it's something that obviously needs to be addressed. I think there's a lot of reaction to what happened. And Naturally. I think that, right. And I understand we are that. an Islander country after all. <laughs> Understandably so. It, you know, Ilya Sorokin comes in as the, you know, he, he's decried, he's decreed as the next uh, great goaltender in the NHL, the next great Russian goaltender, and he had a bad outing. And listen, he did. it's, you know, nobody's perfect, and I think he'll be the first one to admit that he didn't have a good game. But I think you have to also understand the circumstances surrounded that. He's thrown into his NHL debut five minutes Completely before Completely unexpectedly. Start. Yeah, unexpectedly. Sem- yeah. you know, Semyon Varlamov gets injured by, you know, a shot that hits hits him up high from Cal Clutterbuck. He's thrown into, thrust into the game. He's been here, he's been practicing for, you know, a couple weeks with the with the NHL roster and everything. But at the same time, this is his first North American action on a smaller rink. Yeah. And if you've never played on a smaller rink before, if you have very limited experience on a smaller, smaller rink before, there is certainly an adjustment. And I think you saw that by the way that he was, and I, you know, Sean and I watched the game a little bit together. Mm-hmm. I said to Sean, there was a, it, um, you know, he was a half second or two it, slower. It really did look like he was a half second. And and it's a noticeable behind. adjustment because you're, you're getting the opportunity. You're going against one thing that everyone talked about leading up to this was the fact that the NHL is so much faster. The NHL is so mm-hmm. much faster. And it is. And you could see that. Yeah. 
on display by the way Sorokin was just a half second or two. It's going to come. It's going to take time yeah, to get and used to it. And, there, you know, there's you no have, opportunity to play in the preseason. You have the, the wider international surface where, you know, if you're going – you know, wing to wing on a pass, a cross size pass, it might literally take an extra half second to get across just because it's a wider surface. Now, now, granted, it may sound like we're making up excuses for this. By kid. the way, and I just want to correct one thing. I said neck. It looked like the neck and the in the replay. Mm-hmm. Our, our Arthur Staple did report today it was actually up higher in the jaw area, which were the oh okay. Occurred. So, and just has for, there been any update on his status? The Islanders were off today. Okay, they obviously play on Monday against the Boston Bruins. We'll find out more most likely on Monday. Yeah. Before the game, when Barry Trotz addresses the uh, the media. Okay, so look, I mean, not the way you want to start a game where your expected starter gets hurt right. in warmups right. by a teammate, <laughs> and you have to throw in a guy who's never played a, a North American game yet. Right? He didn't get any, any exhibition games, as has been noted, and the team just did not show up in front of him. Now, is is all that that happened before the game an excuse for the way the team performed? Absolutely not. Right. These are professionals. These are guys that should be able to be ready at the drop of a hat when something like that happens. And as far as Sorokin goes, I mean, for a lot of the reasons that you already stated, I'm willing to give the guy a mulligan for this game. You know, I yeah. mean, I'm not going <laughs> to... Nobody should be judging this guy based on this first game. Now, look, would we have all been thrilled... If he put, pitched the shutout right, <laughs> his first right, game, right. of course. There's been so much hype behind this guy. We've been waiting so long for him to come across the ocean and finally get into some games. <laughs> right. Obviously, you know, not the way you want to see it started. Hopefully no. one day we're looking back and laughing at this in the sense that, yeah, hey, remember that time the white whale? <laughs> got, I'm sure he'll, got, be, he'll be hoping Got that, shelled yeah. for five goals against the Rangers in, yeah. his, in his debut. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we will. I'm sure that he's going to shake it off. And he's going to bounce back, and he's going to look more like the goalie we all hope and expect that he's going to be. I think that it's it's going to take time as an adjustment period. I'd also don't think just from the way Barry Trotz was talking, we all knew that's uh, Varlam, uh that, excuse me, Varlamov, that uh, Sorokin was going to be in the mix. There's no question about that. But I think that it was going to be a little bit longer, a couple more games before we saw him get into a game. Maybe not necessarily against a New York Rangers or a Boston Bruins per se, but maybe a couple games into the schedule where he was a little more comfortable, a little more practice time and he was a little bit more ready to go. Yeah, for sure. And Christian, time flies, so we got a break for Andrew Gross of Newsday. He's going to join us to talk all about this stuff. We want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash HockeyNightNY. We'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service the only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Time to get back. back on the couch for more Islanders therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. 
Welcome back to Hockey Night in New York. This is Christian Arnold, always with me, my friend, my pal, my amigo, Sean Cuthbert. That meant none of that, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, pal. You can Appreciate listen it. to us every Sunday night right here on twitch.tv backslash hockey night and why, and also on anywhere your podcast providers can find us. It's time for On the Line, presented by our friends over at Thai Technology. And on the line with us this evening is a friend of the program, Andrew Gross of Newsday. Andrew, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend? Christian, Sean, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hope everyone's good. Great to have you. We appreciate you. First of all, we should appreciate you being the first on-camera guest that we've had <laughs> yes. since we've launched the, launched the live stream. So, Andrew, and I know it took a little technological wizardry earlier this evening, <laughs> so we do appreciate you bearing with us tonight. Well, no, here's, here's the scorecard as I've got <laughs> it so far. Within the last week, week and a half, Christian has taught me how to screenshot something on my cell phone <laughs> and now to communicate via Skype. So, uh I, I owe you one, buddy. There you go. <laughs> well, obviously, well, we appreciate it, Andrew. Anytime you can come on and share your insight with us here. Obviously, the big talk the last uh, 24 hours or so, we were just talking about it before the break, has been Ilya Sorokin and the performance that he had. Certainly not exactly what Islander fans were hoping for to start the year and start the uh, White Whales time here as a member of the organization, Andrew. But what do you make of that performance on Saturday night against the New York Rangers? You know, I, I thought Barry Trotz put it pretty you know, per, fairly when he said that that performance was not, you know, the circumstances were not fair to uh, to Semyon Varlamov with Cal Clutterbuck hitting him in, you know, under the mask. And it wasn't fair to, uh, to, uh, to Ilya Sorokin to be thrown in like that. Angie, you there? I might have. Oh, there we go. Awesome. There it is. Yeah, we good? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think, I, I think as, as Barry said, it wasn't fair to anyone, you know, either of the goalies, uh, Semyon getting hit in warm-ups by a Cal Clutterbuck shot or start under those circumstances. And uh, certainly the team playing like that in front of him. And, you know, I, I think what's lost here is that, you know, even if Semyon Varlamov played, uh, had the team like that in front of him, I, I don't think Varley could have salvaged anything out of that. As Trot said, they were drunk last night. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was a rough game all around. Andrew, what do you what do you make of the Islanders' performance in front of Ilya Sorokin? Obviously, the circumstances around surrounding his his NHL debut were not ideal. Semyon Varlamov hurt in, in warmups, and um, it seemed like everybody kind of just got thrown out of whack right after that. Yeah, I. I- a little bit surprised. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not surprised that a team throws a clunker or not. The the, the training camp situation, no games. I think everyone is due for a clunker here or there. A little surprised that the Islanders, you know, had that clunker right off of such a good op- uh, season opener. But you know, maybe you look back at that season opener and say, you know, how much of a product was it that the the Rangers had such a clunker that night? Um, yeah, I, I thought the play in front of Sorokin was was, was awful. You know, uh, Noah Dobson, who I thought had such a strong season opener, was really hesitant. It seemed to me with the puck, and he, yeah. he got off the puck a lot. And, and not, I'm not trying to throw this all on Dauber. You know, <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, it was just a it was a whole line of players having. You know, they they couldn't complete passes. They couldn't get the puck out of their zone. There were breakdowns left and right. The linesman kept getting in the way. Like it was just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But the Islanders didn't help themselves, and they did not help their rookie goalie. And now it's uh, you know we're going to see if he's able to bounce back if Farley's not able to play on Monday against the Bruins, or or whether Barry Trotz still there. Andrew. Oh, there he goes. I think we lost him for a well, second. Well, with, with technology <laughs> always comes a little bit of an issue. Uh, we're talking with Andrew Gross, Gross right now on the line with uh, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. Andrew, are you still with us? Yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. Is. 
So did you not hear any of that great answer? <laughs> we we heard maybe like two three quarters, yeah, two, two thirds. thirds. We we heard most. We we missed the tail end. You said basically you said hopefully uh, you said hopefully Barry trots I think, and then something just kind of went out after that. Well, I, what, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, I, I I'm not sure if Varley is unable to go Monday right. against the Bruins. Does does Barry go back to Ilya? You know, right. does does he give the kid a chance to kind of rebound and, you know, properly prepare for a start, which is what I think Barry will do. Um, Cause the other option then would be giving Corey Schneider a shot. And uh, I, I certainly think the Islanders want to build up Sorokin's confidence and, and cultivate that because this is a guy that they, you know, I don't know what the split would be, you know, if both goalies are healthy in a 56 game season. Right. Um but you, you you figure Ilya is going to get a, a good portion of the games this season. Yeah, you'd have to think so. And, and he's probably chomping at the bit to get another shot at it because he's a competitive guy and he's going to want to get back out there and show everybody that that's not what you should come to expect out of a full season of Ilya Sorokin. So I'm, I'm with you there. I think Barry will go back to Ilya if, if Arlamov isn't able to go. Now, let's try to swing towards the positives a little bit. <laughs> Unfortunately, recent history is last night, but let's let's look at game one. Uh, for a little bit. A lot of things went right. You mentioned the fact that Noah Dobson had a good game. And I guess maybe we can just start by comparing the, the just the stark difference between the two performances in the two games. I mean, uh, you could use the excuse of, of everything getting shaken up in the beginning with, you know, Varlamov getting hurt there, you know, towards the end of uh, warm-ups. But, I mean, what is it with this team where they, they had such a masterful game against the Rangers in game one. They go, then they have game two. It's completely, completely twisted. I mean, talk about how they performed in game one and why it was so different. Well, you know, here, here's my, my big fear, which I don't think is, is the case because we've seen the Islanders through 22 postseason games and we know they can perform under pressure. But if they're going to get knocked off their game just because a player gets hurt in the pregame warm-ups like that, I mean, to me, that's that's what happens with fragile teams, right? You know, yep. teams that are not mentally strong. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was a really bad sign that the Islanders couldn't collect themselves. You know, once Varley went out, and, and they did perform like that. Now, I, I I think they certainly deserve the benefit of the doubt given their first two seasons under uh, Barry Trotz. I mean, what if you go back to the season opener? I liked the jump they had. I like the fact that, you know, both uh, the, the, the two top lines really drove the bus all night to me. Um, yes. You know, and, and it's funny, again, not to like we talked about Noah Dobson, not to single out a single player. <laughs> but when you look at the, the game Matthew Barzell had in the 4 nothing win where he was, you know, he was unstoppable at times. He right. was all over yeah. the place and he was playing, you know, a halfway decent two way game as well. Um, and then you take it to Saturday night, and it, it was it's what we see with Barzy undisciplined. He yep. tries to do too much. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to score three goals on every shift, and it, he wound up in the penalty box and 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 hurting his team, not helping it. Yep. So, you know, I mean, what what changed from game one to game two? The the discipline. Um, the not trusting themselves once they got down to nothing, once they got down, really, once they got down to nothing, I, I, I think they really were pressing. Um, you know, you saw natural stat trick, which charts every game, you know, advanced analytics. How does a team go through 60 minutes of hockey and get zero high danger chances? I mean, not one high danger chance. Yeah. Not a great I, sign. I mean, you know, I I was thinking back through the game, and I think the toughest save Georgiev had to make, there was a a Jean-Gabriel Pajot wrister from the right circle that Georgiev gloved. I think it was in the second period. Um, Other than that, I mean, I know they hit a couple of posts in the third period when the game was uh, long gone, but really, I mean, it, it was such a stark contrast. Talking with Andrew Gross from Newsday. Uh, you can also listen to him on Newsday's New York Islanders podcast. While we don't necessarily endorse other podcasts, <laughs> Andrews will make an exception the for Island Ice the podcast. Island Ice podcast. Yeah. Andrew does a 
great job yes. over there. That's not sarcasm. That's not me being a jerk. He does a tremendous <laughs> I, job. It's unfortunate you had to clarify that. And he has a <laughs> tremendous intro. I don't know if you've heard it, Sean, but I have not. Andrew's uh, Andrew's introduction to the podcast is is very is very very funny. Okay, um, but we. You know, we it- it, it was pointed out to me that I think I ripped that right off of Mad Dog Russo. I I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, no, you did. I wasn't going <laughs> to nice. say it, but I think it's great. Um, and it's certainly fodder for us uh, to kind of give you a hard time. Andrew, we always appreciate you when you come on. And we 100%. do have a couple more questions. But, Andrew, you kind of alluded to your, how you say, technological ineptitude sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and... I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to try this or not, but we're, we're going to give you a, 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 a ton of, trying to, uh, kind of a free Skype lesson here, 2.0. Your, your camera kind of froze a couple minutes ago, so we've been actually looking at a, like a pretty solid image of just your face. Yeah, wait, what, what do you want me to do with this? I want I, you. I want you. I'm looking at. I'm looking at our Skype board. There is a. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid to try this now, but I think I don't know funny. if it's a good idea. I think it'll be fun. There should be on your Skype screen a little uh, video camera icon on there, which would disconnect your video. I want you to push it, and then I want you to push it again so that it disconnects your camera and then turns the camera back on. But this do not great. put the hang up button because then you will hang up on us. So I want to try this live oh, on air. Oh, he did it. All right, okay. we got one. Oh, that's all right. Let's see. Oh, you know, I might have to bring right. it back now. Let's all see. Right. Let's, and we're going to yeah, try something can, on our all right. own. So. <laughs> this we is got great. Andrew Gross. Oh, there, he oh, there he is. I think it worked, Andrew. I think it worked. Live Look at that. tech support. Yeah. We did During it. On the Line, <laughs> sponsored by Thai Technology. You, you, know, you know what's really weird is now there's a delay on my end. A little bit. So my face is moving about two seconds well, after I actually say Andrew, something. we're going to blame that all on you, and we're not going to take responsibility yeah. for it. But at I least mean, you're emotional. Uh, <laughs> what happened I, there? I, I, this is this is. I, great. I don't know. Could you? There just, we go. Could you just? There we go. Put up a picture of Bozo the Clown at <laughs> point, maybe. Andrew Gross it. from Newsday. We appreciate your time as always, Andrew. The question Amazing. I wanted to ask you before we got into tech support mode here was the, was you mentioned Matthew Barzal and you mentioned the bit of an undisciplined play. And one thing that Barry had talked about so much since he had. <laughs> Resigned uh, earlier this week or last week, I should say, was that he wanted to make Barzi a more complete player, two-way player, um, all these different aspects to his game. And Thursday night, it looked like I think I wrote about it. It looked like he bought in. He was a hundred percent that Barzal. Yeah. What was what was it that he he kind of goes between this this disciplined player that's playing this two-way game that you're thinking is buying into the Barry Trot system and then kind of gets back into that old old form where he, a little undisciplined maybe maturity level isn't 100% there and there's more emotion than 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 I guess logic I guess you could say that that's kind of driving his play well, I, I think he hit the nail on the head there. He lets his emotions sort of get the best of him. And, I mean, we all know how skilled this guy is, right? Oh, my God. This is how we're freezing it, right? <laughs> the, the big mouth. We got two Andrew Grosses on the line now. <laughs> yeah. This um, is why you don't mess yeah, with things in the we, middle we of an interview. Know. He's a very emotional player. And I, I think when things start going south, he, he loses that discipline. Um, if I try and close my mouth there, uh, you know, um, um, I, I, I just feel like he takes himself out of his own right. game. You know, if he would trust him more, um, and he would trust him a bit more, he would, you know, he would do well, but you know, you saw on Saturday night, like I said, he was trying to score three goals every time he came out on yeah. the ice and then, and then he let his frustration get just penalties he took and, and two within the first you know three and a half minutes of the second period right. while while it was right. technically still a game the odds were only down two it, it's certainly it's certainly an interesting kind of kind of opposite end of, of almost like a Jekyll and Hyde for for Barzal um and and certainly an interesting thing to watch as, as this rest of the season progresses and um Andrew the the thing going into Boston now where where do you see this team being, I guess I should say, where do you see their level of readiness being after the way that Saturday went? I mean, Barry Trotz is not happy, and he was not not shy about saying how unhappy he was after the the loss to the Rangers. Where do you see their level of preparedness being, and is there any changes we can expect to the lineup? Because I have to imagine there's one or two. Well, I, I guess I would expect, you know, probably 
Leo Komarov to come in. I think Barry kind of relies on Leo at times like this mm -hmm. to sort of, you know, as a crutch, you know, this kind of veteran guy who can come, not not so much necessarily because of the, the skill, but just kind of the grit that Leo can bring right. in. I, I don't know. I would, I would suspect he probably comes in for Ross Johnson. Uh, maybe it's Kiefer Bellows, but I would think he comes in for Ross. Right on. About Varley. Like I said, I, I give the team the benefit of the doubt because we've seen it in. Still there, Andrew. Oh, he's still there. They tend not to have these two clunkers in a row. Um, right. And like I said, if they come out and lay another stinker and, and they're not, not mentally prepared two games in a row, then I'm going to start worrying about, you know, whether this group is a little bit fragile or not. Um, you know, unable to kind of put it together. But, it, you know, it's such a weird season. Um, it, it's such a weird training camp compared to what they're used to. I don't care what they say about, you know, them liking it and them scrimmaging hard. Those preseason games, it's tough for you and I to sit through and watch those. Right, yeah. It, they are important. There, There is value to those preseason games. I think we're going to see it throughout the league that, that – that teams are going to be uneven here to, to, to start out. That makes sense to me. And, Andrew, last one from me before we let you go. Uh, you mentioned Kiefer Bellow's name before. He got into two games. You know, maybe uh, with all the, the special teams that happened in these first two games, maybe didn't get as much ice time as you would have liked to have seen to get a good assessment of him. But what did you think of Bellow's games game through these first two? Yeah, I mean, like the rest of the team, you know, I, I thought he was noticeable on some shifts in the Thursday opener where, where you can see what they really like about him. And, you know, he's definitely got a shooter's buddy and he's going to add some scoring on the wing. Um, but, you know, like everyone else in, in, in the second game, you know, he wasn't good. So I, I, I don't know that you can pick apart his game, right. you know, compared to the rest of the team. But, yeah, I mean, you, you saw the Pajot line just really disappear. Um, once that game started going south and then the third period, you know, Barry just looking for anything had kind of, you know, changed everything up and, uh, Bellows wound up actually with, uh, Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey in the third period. So, you know, maybe that does tell you what Barry, you know, maybe Kiefer as awful a game as some of his other teammates, right. you know, if, if Barry was willing to give him that shot, I mean, you saw, it was that uh, Barzell and Bo wound up with period and Pajot was between Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle. Now, I, I, I expect Barry to go back. You know, it's only games in. I don't right. think he starts putting lines into the blender this quickly. Right. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I do I sort of a Komarov to go in. Um, mm. You know, I, I did, do you put Sebastian Ajo in? Um but then, uh, you know, then you probably switch Andy Green over to his offside. Um, and also, I think if the plan is, and, and the plan. Did we lose him? We may never know the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we that's, lost him. I think that's the, yep, that's the Skype sound that yeah. we lost him. That's uh, unfortunate there. We may never know the plan. We can see if we can get Andrew back. <laughs> Um, this Let's is Hockey Night in New York. Andrew Gross joining us on the line, presented by our friends at Tide Technology. I think he's gone. He's gone. All right. Do you I want to try calling gone. him back? We can try calling yeah, him back. Calling Let's him back. see. Let's see what happens, folks. We're gonna try to call Andrew yeah. back and see if we can get him to wrap up that plan. And uh, you know, if not, give uh, him one more shot. We'll get it from him another time. No big deal. Here we go. This is this Here is comes a five. That's right. <laughs> We're doing it. This is great. This has been a real adventure in Twitch, you know by what? the way. Here we go. I think, I think we, got we got him back. back. There he is. I, I swear to God, that was not me. Skype crashed. That was right. not me. We trust you. We trust you. <laughs> we, we, we were just waiting on the plan uh, that the Islander, that you were talking about for the Islander. So let's, let's hear what that plan was because we're waiting in suspense right now. <laughs> Well, I, I, I was. I, I think. Did you did you get up to the Sebastian yes, Aho part? Yes, you got up to yes, Sebastian Aho. Yes. Here's the thing: <laughs> if, if the Islanders' plan, which it is their plan, 
to develop Noah Dobson as a full-time top six mm-hmm. defenseman. You can't right. sit him. You, you have to give him a chance to play back to what he was on Thursday. You can't sit him after one bad game. I mean, that's just, you know, my opinion. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily expect him to make changes defensively. Um, I would expect Barry to to give Ilya Sorokin another chance with, with, yeah. with full preparation, uh, knowing on Saturday night, you know, Barry, Barry probably went to Ilya after Saturday's game, you know, because even though they're not telling us what Ilya uh, Semyon Varlamov's status is, they probably know. They probably knew after the game whether he'd be ready right. or not for Monday's game and how much time he's going to miss. So if they knew Varley was not going to be able to go on Monday, I'm sure Barry went up to uh, to uh, Sorokin after the game and said, okay, kid, now you got two days to prepare for this. You know, go through your preparations to start a game. And, and I suspect you'll see a much different Ilya Sorokin. I would agree. I think we definitely do see a much different Ilya Sorokin come uh, yeah. his next start. I mean, I, I agree with you, Andrew. I think he does. Do you, do you think he ends up starting Monday? Is that that's kind of your feeling there? That's the general gist of it? That that would that would be my feeling. I, I kind of feel like if whatever happened to Semyon Varlamov in warm-ups kept him out of the Saturday game, that's probably an indication <laughs> that, it, that it was more than, you know, he just got hit. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew Gross from Newsday, the Island Ice podcast as well. You can find it on all uh, your podcast providers. He does a great job there. Andrew, we really appreciate you sticking with us through all the technical glitches and uh, giving the Skype thing a chance anyway. If yes. you don't talk to me tomorrow yes. at the game, I'll certainly understand why. <laughs> Oh, I think that's it. I, I think, think that's, that's it. it. Well, Andrew, thanks, thanks, thanks so much for joining us tonight. That was On the Line, presented by Thai Technology. On the Line was Andrew Gross. And we thank him for another great spot. Yeah. So, let's bring it back. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, <laughs> we're three for three with adventures here on Hockey Night New York yeah. at Twitch TV slash Hockey Night NY. We're working on it. We're working on it. Well, like I said, we were going to blame him for any any Skype te- technical difficulties. I, I hope uh, you guys were entertained by Andrew's face floating around the screen there a couple yeah. of times and, until we finally just gave up and went with the static one. Yeah. That, I've never seen that happen before. But, hey, again, learning on the fly. And and you know what? If, if, if nothing else, a little laugh. You know, a little laugh at our expense. It's okay. Yeah. Apparently, we're to- we should get a 12-year-old to produce the show. It, it would be better than us, but we have you already, so why would we need to you get know another what? one? <laughs> Someone used that exact joke, so you're behind. Love it. One of the Twitch users uh, they already have Christian. They have Christian for that. And Love some it. guy wrote back to you today. So. Love it. Wonderful, well, guys. Yeah, Thank I you think, for that. Uh, uh, attention all college students <laughs> and young aspiring uh, video producers. Maybe it's time to get an intern. This yeah. is the third <laughs> show. Maybe we need somebody to work the board here so we can get things going. But, folks... Once again, uh, a big thanks to Andrew Gross for joining us there, being a good sport, and hopefully you had a little <laughs> bit of a, a little bit of a laugh yeah. during the segment. I hope but so. um, but great stuff from him. So yes. I think I think we're going to see Sorokin tomorrow. And by the way, Andrew Varl- text me uh, text me. He had another technical snafu, so we did apologize. So he we, says he said the one thing I like about Island Ice is I don't have to worry about the video component. So okay. All Andrew's right. well ahead of us there. Right? All right, fair that. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, but we do thank. So you that was time. was that a dig? Was that a was that probably. a podcast to podcast dig right there? Probably. A, All right, we'll let that one go. It's probably a podcast to podcast <laughs> dig. All right, fair enough. All right, so I know which podcast I'm taking off my listening uh, list now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will not. But yeah, we appreciate that. But Ilya Sorokin, I, I I tend to agree. I think he does go tomorrow for the Islanders. I don't think you see Corey Schneider. I think that would be, um, kind of a. I don't think it would send the right message to to Sorokin, especially after a performance like that. You want to build up the confidence, and and I, like I said, I tend to agree with Andrew the fact that there's now some preparation and there's now some notice ahead of it. I, I have right. to agree in the sense that it, they know more than what they were telling us after the game. I have to imagine they have an idea. At the very least, if not la- not Saturday night, they had an idea Sunday morning of where where Varlamov is. So I think that. If they're going with another goaltender that's not Varlamov, it's going to be Ilya Sorokin. He'll get another shot against the Bees, who are, the Bruins, who are, uh, you know, look again, like I said, they're looking for a little bit of uh, a rebound game themselves after a rough loss to the New Jersey Devils. But they are, uh, despite my kind of 
my promotion of them through the course of the the lead up to this regular season right that yeah, they're going to be a powerhouse in the in the in the east division presented by mass mutual that they will <laughs> be right up there among the top four uh, look it's two games in i don't want to you know start saying that yeah. they're not gonna be up well, there that's... but certainly it's not the bruins that you kind of expected right out of the gate but that's also maybe a benefit too for the islanders and the other seven teams in the division the fact that everybody's kind of playing on that same field where they're all trying to get their legs under each other sure now, let me ask you this. That question about Sorokin and tomorrow, does, do we apply that same line of thinking to Noah Dobson, whereas you keep him in the lineup tomorrow so that it's not See, a— See, that's interesting because yeah. Dobson is not necessarily as green as Ilya Sorokin, right? That was Sorokin's first NHL game. Literally his Literally first game. Literally first game. In NHL any way, game. shape, or form, yeah. So in that, in that context, mm. it's a little different of a situation. Noah Dobson has— a lot of games under his belt now. Not a lot, but he has a number of games under his belt yeah. at the NHL level. And there is a certain understanding and expectation that he mm-hmm. needs to be better. Now, the question is, is the best lesson there, you sit him for a game so that he can understand the mistakes, or do you let him go back out there and try and learn from them and see if he makes them again the second game or he's learned from them from that game on Saturday night? I think that's the interesting question. I, I'm not sure what I would do if I was Barry Trotz. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, I think Sebastian Ajo is certainly an interesting choice. There's no doubt about that. He's a he's a great player. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a reason why he's had so much success at the AHL level, and, and when he's been up at the NHL level a few times, when he had when he's had a cup of coffee up here at the NHL level, <laughs> see, I used it and learned it. So proud it, of you, man. So proud of you. He's been somewhat successful. So you, you, not to say you know 100 percent what you're getting with Sebastian Ajo, but mm-hmm. you know you're getting most likely a talented guy who knows how to play in his own end and. Um, you know, seems to be somewhat of a responsible defenseman. Yeah. No, and, and you want to see him get into some games, too. But I, I I think you throw Dobson back in there tomorrow, too. I think you give him a vote of confidence. Yeah. You know, say, hey, shake that one off. And let's let's see you do better tomorrow against Boston. And But look, you know, look, that's why Barry Trotz gets paid the big bucks, man. He gets to make, <laughs> the, make yes. these decisions. And then we get to criticize him <laughs> if they end up being the wrong one. They usually aren't, but... You know that's uh, that's the point of uh, you know all this all this uh, podcasting. Hundred percent, right? That's why we do it. Um, Have a little fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Criticize a little bit. Yeah, why not? Pretend like we know what we're talking about all the time, <laughs> all the time, <laughs> and I, not have any repercussions because of it. But I, I do think I do think we we will see a mix up whether it's Dobson or not. We'll see. But you know what else? As far as Sorokin goes, that team owes him a better game. Like, forget about what he did. And there's definitely some some of those shots he should have stopped, right? Without question, yeah, without a doubt. And whether you want to blame it on the timing, the different ranks, the fact that it was his first game, mm-hmm. maybe some nerves because he unexpectedly got in. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, the team in front of him owe him a much better showing, 100%. to give him 100%. a better chance to settle in and perform. Because look, if they give him that game every time, the the, the score is going to look similar. Right. I mean, it just is. So overall, up and down the up and down the lineup, they have to show a better game, and they owe that to him. And and you know what? If he gets the start, that should motivate the guys to come out flying against Boston and say, "Hey, hey, Ilya, that's on us." The other night, you know, we're we're gonna give you a better game tonight. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that that was the sentiment across the board from the guys when they spoke after the game. They they felt like they let him down. Barry Trotz said that you know it was on them too. Even just by the way the injury to Varlamov happened and how those circumstances played out. So. I don't necessarily think that anyone's blaming Ilya Sorokin inside the Islanders organization or the dressing room, but certainly that no. it makes sense to give him another opportunity to go out there and, yeah. and get that motivation and get that, that confidence back. Yeah, and as a fan of the team, after all the hype and all the expectation, yeah. I mean, that is obviously the worst possible <laughs> way that could have went. Like, right. it couldn't have gone anywhere. A 5 nothing right. drubbing, he got lit up, he looked shaky, but, again, I don't think this is going to be the Ilya Sorokin brand going forward. He'll bounce back, and it'll be better. Um, and you know what else I wanted to note about that whole thing mm-hmm. was I was I found it interesting how furious Barry Trotz was about the injury to Varlamov and the fact that he took a puck from his teammate. He, he was not happy. Yeah, because it, it certainly is kind of... I'm trying to find the right wording here. It's not a smart play by a teammate right I think he compared <laughs> yeah, it to he compared it to um running over your own quarterback right in sure. that kind of the same vein that right. the, you know the, the goaltender is kind of like the quarterback in the sense that they are one of the most important positions out there on the ice mm-hmm. and there's a certain level of delicateness you have to approach that person with especially as your teammate right um you know it's why people 
other teams get so angry when they when another team runs over their goaltender, right? Right. It's because he's he, he's it's different than him just getting hit if he was a regular player. You know, the goaltender is a much different position, a much more unique position, much more important position. Um, he's the last line of defense, and and that doing that and kind of injuring your own teammate in, in that way certainly, you know, seemed to rub Barry the wrong way, and and, and you know, it was it was not the the greatest decision or greatest incident to happen um, for the Islanders in warm up in the second game of the regular season in a shortened season. Yeah, I mean, look, nobody wants to be in Cal Clutterbuck's shoes after you know the seeing the result of what happened there, and you know, yeah, he's a professional. He should probably know where he where to put the puck during warm ups to make sure something like that doesn't happen. But you know, maybe that's another way of kind of steering the t- the attention away from Sorokin as well on Barry Trotz's part, right? You know, kind of showing yeah. that fire, uh, you know, about the, the incident in the beginning. And, you know, because I guess, you know, for a rookie goalie in that circumstance, you want to take as much of the uh, the blame and, again, the the, uh, the fire off of his shoulders right. as, as you can. Yeah, it was it was a rough situation all around. Obviously, it's not what Cal was trying to do. Right. It's not what anyone during warm-ups is trying to do. But it, right. it's the, the hand that they were dealt. And as, as Andrew pointed out, as a professional team with the expectation that, that's on them this season, they yeah. have to be able to turn around and, and – under and take what's given to them and be able to succeed with it, despite the fact that they don't have their starter, despite the fact that they're playing in front of a rookie goaltender. I mean, you just got to be more prepared than that. There's no excuse, and I think Barry Trotz wasn't letting them off the hook after the game for what transpired. Sure, and and speaking of rookies, do you think the NHL hired some new linesmen this year? Do you think that <laughs> might be something that happened? Because, <laughs> I mean, I didn't go to look to see who the linesmen were last night, and obviously... This, at the end of the day, had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. It was going to be a big loss for the Islanders, regardless. But what was it, three times where linesmen just could not get out of the way, and it just ended up in the back of the Islanders' net, it seems, every time. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, everyone's kind of going through these these motions early on with it being two games in and no preseason and all that, this and that. Because that is stuff you usually see during the preseason, or at least game one or game two of the regular season. Early, when we're talking about in October, when this is a regular 82-game schedule. So, Mm. yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great positioning by the linesmen who continue to find themselves in the way a lot of times. Not, I'm sure... I'm sure those linesmen got an. Oh, I would hope so. Got an earful from the National Hockey League saying you got to be better than yeah, that dude. I mean, like, three times, it's, it's the same great. team every time. And and again, like the Islanders still could have made a better play. They could have, you know, Sorokin right. could have made a stop. But the fact that it ended up in the back of their net just didn't help. But you no, know, you, I, you it don't was, play the blame game with that anyway. It, it was something that's not related to the fact that they actually lost the game, but certainly <laughs> right. irks you enough where it's you're just like, piled on. Yeah, like what are you doing? <laughs> right. Like it's it's just kind of right. kind of common sense, I guess. You, you know, you're a yeah. linesman, you're paid to do this job, and you're expected to not be in the way. Well, you, you failed at that aspect of not being in the way because you got in the way three. They times. were in the way yeah. very much. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So I wanted to take uh, an opportunity real quick to remind everybody if you're looking for a place to watch Islander games this season, RJ Daniels. In Rockville Center is the place to be on Sunrise Highway. They will be hosting uh, beer specials, food specials, every game from pregame up until 10 o'clock or the end of the game, whichever comes first. You're looking at $14 Bud Light pitchers, $17 domestic buckets, $5 16-ounce Barn Rocker Ales, and like I said, some food specials as well. They are located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. And with that, Christian... I think it's time for the Hero of the Week. Nice. Can we do that now? We can do that. Let's do... The music. The Hero of the Week. Did you have a nice... That's the wrong song. That's the right one. So, folks, when you hear this song, that means it is time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli Half Price Hero. And that one, this week, is... Man, this is so shameless. But it's the Hockey Night in New York. I'm surprised it took this long for it to be Are the you? hockey night. Anymore. Are you? Yeah. Yeah? All right. Well, I mean, we couldn't do it right away. That would look pretty lame. I thought that we would were going to do lame. it right away. Well, you would because you would sell the, the name of your child to anyone, you know, the highest bidder. So that makes sense. But, folks, let's get back to it. The Hockey Night in New York, a delicious, delicious offering over at Blue Line Deli and Bagels. It features grilled cheese, grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, avocado, and a wonderful wrap. It's named after the show. It's fantastic. I like to have mine heated. You know, a little heated up so the, the cheese gets melted on. It's very good. You should check it out. Shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. The Hockey Night in New York. And with that, Christian, I went first last week. It is your turn to give us your hero first. So, without further ado, your hero 
of the week. I almost don't want to say it because I don't want to change the picture from that delicious looking sandwich. I get it. I mean, yeah, look at it. It's nice. It's nice. You can see the chicken, the avocado. It's it's nice. Yeah, there's another angle of it right there. Another view. Yeah. But our our, our please, my please. hero of the week, I should say, yeah, yours. is none other than the Islanders captain, Anders Lee. There he is. Anders Lee. Look at that cheeser he's got going on there. Yeah. He's a happy captain. Uh, obviously, yeah. Well, <laughs> had a, a great performance on Thursday against the New York Rangers. Two yeah. goals, despite the fact that the NHL wanted to take one away and give it to Jordan Everly. Um, right. Despite pretty conclusive it was pretty evidence clear that, that it was off Anderson's yeah. stick. Yeah. So it was kind of curious that it took that long for them. Well, like to... you said, the season just got started. <laughs> no preseason Everyone's games. Getting adjusted, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Anders Lee is my hero of the week. Two goals against the New York Rangers in the first game. That top line performed really well, anchored, of course, by the Islanders captain. And um, I, I want to add the reasoning behind his uh, his nomination on my part, anyway, please, for, yeah, uh, sure. hero of the week. Obviously, is the response that he got he gave after the rough loss to the Rangers on Saturday night. I think that I don't think he's ever been at a loss of words or at a loss to say the right thing at the right time. Sure. Um, but he certainly expressed the right emotions and the right tone at the right time after that loss, taking responsibility for the way the team played and trying to take as much off of Ilya Sorokin's plate as possible considering the way that he played. So I think that it's a twofold nomination, not only for his on-the-ice play, but the leadership he was showing on Saturday night as well. I think that's uh, some great reasoning there. Uh, I think that's a, a worthy nomination. He had a great game. He had the two goals. And he looked like the Anders Lee that we would like to see over the course of 56 games. Now maybe we're going to have to settle for 55 mm-hmm. <laughs> after last night. Yes. But uh, great nomination there. I am going to switch it up, and surprise, surprise, it's also going to be from game one because, well, <laughs> there's, really, not a lot there's really no like heroes from, from last yeah. night. Yeah, so mine is none other than the hopefully not long-term injured Semyon Varlamov. Now, granted, maybe he wasn't the sole reason why they won 4 to nothing, but he kind of picked up where he left off. He had a great playoff in the return to play last mm-hmm. season. And he did his job just like he did back then. The Islanders played some good defense on Thursday night. Yes, they, they limited any any sort of high-danger chances. But when they did surrender chances, he stepped up and he made the save and maybe the second save that he had to. Got the shutout. Great way to start a season for your goaltender. And just um, very, very, very unfortunate that he wasn't able to you know, kind of build off of that last night with that uh, freak injury. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think he's he's another good choice. Obviously, Semyon Varlamov didn't get a ton of work on Thursday night, but the work that he did get, he, he was solid in net. He made the, the timely saves. He didn't face a ton of shots. I think the Rangers finished that game with about 24, 25 shots in the game. Uh, something Sounds about right. That, something yeah. around that marker. So he, he wasn't getting a ton of work, but he certainly was making the saves when he certainly when he needed to be. So I think he's a, a worthy hero of the week, a worthy hero of the week during our uh, hockey night in New York, sandwich being the hero of the week at Blue Line Deli. So I think yeah, I think and a big thanks to them for naming a sandwich after us. But I, if, you know, if most people know. I, pr- I would guess by now we we put in the work. We did <laughs> to get those. We did to get to, that to happen. But yeah. two good uh, good choices for a hero of the week. I, I, I tend to agree. Indeed, and just to remind you folks, the hockey night in New York wrap will be half price <laughs> starting tomorrow through next Sunday until we pick yet another. Half price hero of the week. So a big thanks to Blue Line Dell and Bagels for sponsoring that segment. And now we'll take it back to the main screen. Also, I think that he, oh yes, I think he'll be hero of the week forever just for his playoff slide that uh, Semyon Varlamov had last year in the postseason. I believe it was the Eastern Conference Finals, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the fans, the pe- you know, the people have loved that. That's that's left more of a mark than I think any other thing that he's done with the Islanders. Uh, in his last year or so with the organization, so uh, I think that will that moment will forever kind of uh, embody who he's been with the New York Islanders so far. Yeah, and it's funny because when you get him on an interview, you would know this. He's so low key. Yeah, <laughs> he's so low key. There's not much emotion coming out of him. So to to see that that move back in the playoffs, it uh, it's a, it's a nice contrast to see. But you, you notice like him and Thomas Grice kind of it was it was kind of the same thing. Both were were somewhat low key. Like you never yeah. really could get a sense of them being stoic. too high or right. too low. You're right, yeah. stoic. That's mm-hmm. the perfect way to describe it. They were yeah, very stoic. And, and Varlamov now continuing <laughs> that. That like like you said, the slide was probably the most emotion emotional thing we've seen. It's most out of I've him. seen out of him. Um, but it was not for nothing. Cool, it was a cool moment. And it's certainly one that will live on, uh, regardless of whether he's still an Islander or I not. I still see it all over social media, yes. all the time, yes. all the so. time. 
Um, so, uh, what's the chatter tonight, buddy? We got any 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 questions there? A lot of a lot of just uh, chatter, having some fun with us. Obviously, like I said, making, making fun, fun of the uh, technical difficulties Maybe. during the uh, on the line segment, probably. Yes, and someone commented <laughs> that uh, they were getting hungry after they they were seeing the. Uh, That's the idea, sandwich. folks. That's the idea. We well, at want eight o'clock, to get your stomach growling at eight so o- that tomorrow morning yeah. you go to Blue Line Deli and Bagels. At eight o'clock, I feel like that's just cruel because Blue Line has been closed for at least four hours at this point. That's true. You're just you're just gonna have to reach into your own fridge and, and find a snack for me. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow you can go to Blue Line. Right. They're open every day, worth all the trip. week, worth the trip. Well, obviously, hundred percent worth the trip. But obviously, Sean, coming up this week, you have the. Boston Bruins on Monday, and I believe yes. it's the New Jersey Devils on Thursday at the Nassau Coliseum. And Sunday. And Sunday at the, at the Prudential uh, Center. A home and home, if you will, right. even though that doesn't f- affect fans at all. Right. <laughs> but as or far really as, the team that much. I mean, they're going to travel between Long Island and New Jersey for two games yes. and play in front of two empty buildings. Yes. But, yeah, you got the home opener tomorrow. And, yeah, back-to-back games against a, a New Jersey team who had, a, I, I suppose you could consider, a surprise victory over the Bruins. Yesterday, I believe they scored on a breakaway with less than two seconds to go. That's exciting. Something like that. Yeah, it was okay. it was an interesting game. I had it on in the background a little bit uh, in the afternoon. It was, okay, it was a, it was a good game. It was a fun game to watch, and and you know I think everyone's just excited who's a hockey fan just to have hockey on. So they're sure they're tuning in wherever they can. But um, it'll be interesting. Like we were talking about before, this is a Boston Bruins team that's lost a couple of pieces. Um, certainly, were evenly matched. I guess you could say with the New Jersey Devils in that game and. Um, obviously coming up just short in overtime. But it'll be interesting to see where their their level is heading into the game with the New York Islanders on Monday. Agreed. And again, I'm just excited that hockey is back and we get to see all of these teams, the Bruins, the Devils, and in this shortened season and just seeing, you know, there's there's going to be surprises. I'm sure there's going to be some teams that, you know, we don't expect to see in the playoff picture come the end of the season. That always seems to happen. But especially especially in a condensed season like this where all it takes is a team getting hot. And you can even look back at, to the Islanders back in that um, that lockout shortened season where they got hot at the right time. They rode, like, what, a nearly like a 10-game point streak or winning streak or something like that, and it just propelled them into the playoffs. You know, maybe a little earlier than people expected. I mean, you're talking about that team with Michael Grabner, Andrew McDonald right. was on it, Evgeny Nabokov. <laughs> it was, was a very that. gritty they team. Almost, yeah. They almost upset Pittsburgh. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, but we might see that again, you know, this season where there's a team who maybe you had pegged for being on the outside looking in. They go on a run, and there they are in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think the one thing the shortened season kind of throws it is this this ability, a almost consistent kind of chaoticness to it, right? Because you use the Islanders as the perfect example. Certainly the 56-game schedule sets up for another situation like that. Mm-hmm. Also, when you look back to that, that season, it was such a – uh, again, obviously the Islanders, they win, they they make it to the playoffs. I think that was their first playoff appearance since 2007. At that point, so it had been a couple of years, six seven years at that point uh, since they had been in the postseason to begin with. They almost upset the then you know kind of dominant Pittsburgh Penguins, and it was really the first taste of all right. Maybe the organization is taking a turn. Maybe things are right. starting to turn into the right mm-hmm. direction. Now, obviously, what happened after that? It took a you know a couple more years before. You know, things got a little more steady as far <laughs> right. as playoff appearances sure. and where the team was on a regular basis. Yeah. Now, you get to this lockout shortened year. You're coming off a year where the Islanders went to the Eastern Conference Final. Certainly kind of has that feeling of, well, you know, it, it started in a shortened season. Could, you know, could something magical happen again because of a shortened season or, you know, because they get on you a hot streak at a certain point. And that's, yeah. I think, kind of that chaos that you, you were kind of bringing up with that season. You know, you go on a, a streak at the right time because it's so short. Yeah. You put yourself in a in an interesting position, a good interesting position for sure, and um, it'll be something to watch. Whether it's the Islanders, whether it's a team like the Devils, even Buff- the Buffalo Sabers, you know, I think that yeah, I mean, look, I they, think they brought in Stall, they brought in Hall, right? <laughs> I, I will I will be the first to admit I was a little cavalier with how I was like, you know, screw the Devils, screw the Sabers, they'll be at the <laughs> yeah, bottom. I, mean, I, was, I was a little cavalier with it. So most people feel that way though that right. they're going to be the two teams at the bottom of this division. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think that after watching again, it's a it's a small sample. It's a, it's a very small sample. You got a couple games in. Right. I, I think I was a little cavalier with it. I think that the East, which is already competitive, I think it'll be a little bit more competitive. I think I want to amend it. I, I hope want, it is. I want to say the Devils and and Sabers, while I still think they'll be at the bottom, will be a little bit more competitive than I well, gave look, them credit for. Jersey already siphoned a point away from Boston yesterday. I mean, you look at that game going in. That's two points for Boston, right? And and they only end up coming away with one, right? So, and we're probably going to see a lot more of that this season. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be fun. It'll be very fun to watch. Very fun. And there was one thing 
uh, Christian, if you'll entertain this, we we didn't get a chance to touch on last week, but it was a a, a hot topic for New York Islander fans, and that was the terms and length of the recently signed, or recently announced, I should say, Matt Martin contract. Mm. We're talking four years, one and a half million, and not everybody in Islander country was happy about that. So why don't we just toss that back and forth real quick before we wrap things up? Yeah, he signed for four years. Got that, yeah. 1.5. Yeah. There you go. Great. Great. That's no, I mean, I don't. I don't know what you want me to say that because listen, he, he signed. Well, I'm for talking four, about the reaction. He signed for four years. There was a at, lot of fans who weren't happy about that. I, I, there were a lot of fans who weren't happy about it. They, I, I they didn't like the length. They I didn't, I understand it. I mean, the the length was a bit surprising to be honest with surprised you. Surprised me. I I, I understand. Matt Martin's such a glue guy and, and um, you know, such a, a big part of the organization beyond just what he does on the ice. So that's where that came from. It was a reward for the loyalty that he's shown the New York Islanders because there's yeah. the, you know, the story that was in the post a couple months back, I want to say, by Molly Walker, um, where she wrote that, you know, basically Brendan Shanahan said to Matt Martin, I'll trade you anywhere. Let me know where you want to go. I'll get you there. He wanted to go back to the Islanders. Right. And I think that this – Contract that they gave him, he's going to finish out his career most likely as a member of the New York Islanders. I think that's the way he'd want to go out, and this gives him an opportunity for the next couple of years to to go after a chance at winning a Stanley Cup with the guys who he's kind of been become synonymous with, and Cal Clutterbuck and Casey Zizekas. Obviously, Zizekas' contract is up after this season. Um, it poses a very interesting situation once his contract is up of will the Islanders be able to afford to keep him at this point, which is interesting because then you look at what what they signed Matt Martin for and you go, well, that didn't necessarily help the cause considering mm-hmm. that those guys are all such so synonymous with each other in that, mm-hmm. that, that fourth line. Right. Well, look, I, I said it on Twitter, and I'll just repeat myself here on the show, is that – Look, I was just as surprised as anybody that it was four years. I thought maybe two years max. I think that's what everyone I, kind of one assumed. to two one years. To two like years. one, I would not have been surprised at at all. I mean, we know what he offers to the team. We offer what he offers the team. We know, you know, how old he is, and and I guess you wonder, you know, how long he's going to be able to keep, you know, his level of game up. Although you look at the playoffs that he had, and, and he was fantastic. But like you said, he was rewarded for the not only the player who he's been on the ice for right. his team, but absolutely what he's been in the locker room. And yeah. this is something that the Islanders organization under Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz have not been shy about. They love their glue guys. No, they 100%. love their locker room guys. 100%. And they're willing to throw money at that go- those guys in order to you know, keep the team as tight-knit as possible. Now, you look at the cap situation, and I get it, but at the same time, Let's just say for argument's sake that Martin's game sputtered out in a year from now, two years from now, whatever right. the case may be. He's, his, most of that contract is easily buried if you just send him through waivers and you put him down the monitor, or whatever the case may be. There's, there's different options there. But like if, there's, I don't see any reason to, to, to get up in arms over you know, missing out on, I mean, whatever the math would be, you know, 400 grand after he sent down, essentially right. three, 400 grand. You know, you subtract, what, about 1.1 million from the 1.5. That ends up coming off your cap. So, I mean, look, you can look at other contracts with this team. Maybe you look at Cal Clutterbucks. Maybe you look at Casey Zizekas. I don't know. Uh, Leo Komarov's, Thomas Hickey's. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You got an argument there. You got a bone to pick there. But as far as this one goes, it's you can wipe it off the slate if you need to. And and again, he brings so much, so much more to the table than just whatever numbers you're looking at on the ice. Where, as far as I'm concerned, it's 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 a non-factor. It's 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 a non-issue. No, that's totally fair. I, I think at the end of the day, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's not yeah. the biggest deal in the world. Uh, I, I like I said, I think this, the length of it surprised a lot of people, myself included. But when you look at it, you go, "All right, this is a loyalty thing. This is him being rewarded for everything that he's done for the New York Islanders and the organization here, and his impact on Long Island." Because I think in that in that locker room, even I think the players joke about it. You know, I don't think there's one guy that's considered as much of a, a Mr. Long Island type like Matt Martin has become over the course of his career while playing with the Islanders, even when he was in Toronto. I mean, you remember. Him coming back to the island and then playing the video tribute and him getting his, you know getting such a big yeah. you know, welcome back here and people in Toronto are like wow these guys are losers because they <laughs> they like this guy and um but it Toronto. just showed it just showed what he meant to the organization and to the fan base for everything that he's done so at the end of the day yeah I tend to agree with you it's not the end of the world was it surprising yeah it was yeah. it was a bit surprising yeah but absolutely should people lose their minds over probably not there's a way to take care of it if and when it becomes an issue. I, I don't think it's anything to lose sleep over. That's just the argument I wanted to present here. Chill out. 
if you're upset about it, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I, th- I think so, yeah. Okay, so we got anything else? Are we good? We can, can we wrap this up? I think we can wrap this up like a uh, hockey night in New York. Well played, sir. Well played. Well, right before we do, next week, we, we don't know what we're doing yet right. about showtime, but uh, because the Islanders are playing, I believe it's 7 o'clock next Sunday, it would behoove us to not have our show at 8 p.m. <laughs> because y'all are going to be watching that Islander game. So it makes sense. So, folks, keep it on Twitter. Keep it on social media. We will update you on when we figure out when next week's show will be, but we will have one. And with that, I am going to cue the music. And it's the right song. Hey, look at that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Round of applause for me. Really appreciate it. So, folks, want to send a big thanks out to Andrew Gross of Newsday and for entertaining our on-the-line segment on Sky. We're going to get it right. We're getting closer and closer. I think this week was better than last week. We're, right. We're inching closer to a flawless show. Like Christian said, maybe like game uh, show 55, <laughs> show 50. We'll get there. But, folks, big thanks to Andrew Gross. Big thanks to Blue Line Deli for sponsoring us. Located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and fantastic people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And a big thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for for businesses across the country. Check them out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And a big thanks to the Hewlett House of Tires, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, offering a free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the Hockey Night New York podcast when you stop in or call for an appointment at 516-593-2200. You can also check them out at HewlettHouseOfTires.com. And once again, a huge thanks to you guys for hanging out with us here at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night in New York. We will see you next week. Bye. See ya. Have a good night.